have your Bibles, go to Acts chapter 1 and Luke chapter 1. It's not as important to go to Acts chapter 1 as it is Luke. Acts chapter 1 and about verse 14 is where we're going to be when we start reading. Uh, First and foremost, as we get into this message today, uh, I want you to uh, first and foremost know that you need to be saved. Born again, believer in Jesus Christ. Uh, that's the call uh, at the beginning of every service uh, we're going to do. Uh, the message that God's placed on my heart is more to a call to a, a, a person who's born again and saved to serve Jesus Christ, to serve Him in your capacity, to, to serve Him in what God would have you to do. Uh, my, my heart for the last probably four to six months has been uh, get alone with God, Cry out to Jesus, ask Him what He'd have you to do, and be quiet and listen. And when He tells you to do it, do it with everything in you. Prior to doing that, you must be saved. You must be born again. You must know without a shadow of a doubt that you're saved, that you're going to heaven. That you know if you die, take your last breath, you'll stand before God and, and He'll say, Enter in my good and faithful servant. That's the most important thing before you do any kind of service. Service without salvation is useless. It won't do you any good. It might see other people saved, might make you feel good, but it will not do anything for your eternal destination. Amen? I want you all to know that with the bottom of my heart. Uh, the Bible says, and I think it's in Isaiah 1.18, it says, Come now, let us reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red, they be white as snow. Ain't that a, I, I'm not a very smart man. I'm not a, a, a wheeler dealer. I'm not a person who uh, makes deals and stuff a lot, but that's a pretty good deal. August 28 of 04, that's when I got saved and born again. God done exactly what He says in that verse. He came down. He said, come now, me and you. God descending down to heaven. Jesus, God, Holy Spirit, comes down to the bargaining table with me and Him. God, aren't you glad one day God came down and met with you? Amen. Aren't you glad one day God on high, by way of the Holy Spirit, came down and dealt with you? Made a deal with you. He would say this right here. Here's my righteousness. Here's my only begotten Son. Here's the covering of all your sins. Here's an entrance into the kingdom of heaven to be the heir of the kingdom of God. Here's that for you. And what what did we have to offer Him? Here's our sin. Here's our wretchedness. Here's our unrighteousness. Here's our unholiness. Here is nothing. And God said, send that across the table to me. We, we push that across the table to Him and Jesus takes that and God takes that and puts it behind Him, casts it as far as the east is from the west. To see, if somebody tries to go down there to get them and bring them back up and show them to you, it'll crush them. Shout about that. Amen? Shout about it. If somebody tried to go retrieve your sins, if they were in the deepest parts of the sea, if they got down there, God would just crush them with the weight of the water. Man, I'll praise God. Amen? So I, one day, August 28 of 04, I made that deal. I came to him and I just pushed my unrighteousness across the table. He covered it. And he gave me his righteousness in Jesus Christ. I'm hoping you're sitting here in that. I hope you're sitting here in salvation. I told him at the other campus, I tell him this. Look, if you're sitting here hiding out in the church lost, that is the most miserable place to be. The most miserable place on the face of this planet to go, is to go to hell from church. Amen? You, hey, 
Get saved. Get born again. Get in and figure out what the big deal, what all the music about, what all the preaching is about, what all the service is about. It's about Jesus. Praise God. You ever really get Him? I used to come to church. I did. I'd come when I was lost. It's like a roller coaster ride. I'm serious. I knew where to get on. I knew when to raise my hands. I knew when to put them down. And when the ride was over, I knew when to get off. I just didn't know what all the excitement was about. I didn't like the, I didn't like the ride because I didn't like the music because the music wasn't about me. It was about Him. I didn't like the message because it seemed like it was mostly about Him, but it was about the worst parts about me. I used to go to church and I used to think this all the time. What? I'd look around for my mom and daddy and I'd go, why in the world they told this man everything that's going on in my life? Why has somebody told this man how I'm living? And they didn't. God did. I used to know how to do that. Then I got saved. And guess what? Basis thinking, I know it. Oh, sister so-and-so is going to be here. And I know she's a big problem. And I'm going to deal with her. And you've got your sword. you got your sword about half drawn. Ready to... Brother, son, you can come in here. I'm going to show them where they're wrong. I'm going to show them. I'm going to get them. Your biggest enemy in this church, the two biggest enemies you have, is not brother and sister so-and-so. It's the devil and you. If you'll do the work, if you'll do the work, you'll be fighting those two the rest of your life. But praise God, it'll be a beautiful fight and you'll get a lot of stuff done for the kingdom of God. Loving your brothers and sisters in the faith. Reasoning in your heart, God, here I am, use me. Use me for your honor and your glory. Amen? Because see, Jesus healed a paralytic man. He was born of four. They brought him, they broke up the roof. I know that wasn't a Baptist church. I guarantee you it was not a Baptist church. If they had tore the roof off a Baptist church, they'd have been deacons all over them boys. Do y'all know how much this thing cost? They, they took that roof, they pulled it apart, they lowered that guy down, and, they, and Jesus healed him of his biggest problem, his sin problem. Y'all remember that? They laid the old paralytic boy down there in front of Jesus. I, I, I'm going to preach everything I know. It's the last service. Hey, they laid that old boy down there in front of Jesus, and Jesus said, your sins be forgiven. Amen? I bet some of them were thinking, that's not his problem. Amen? That's really not his problem. He's paralyzed. Jesus was thinking like this. If this man dies paralyzed, he'll go to hell. If he dies saved, he'll end up in eternal glory and he'll thank God that he was paralyzed because it led him to Jesus. Amen? So guess what he does? He heals his sin sickness first and then he tells him, he said, because of your unbelief, I said, get up and walk and take your bed with you. Good God. There's a message in there. I hope somebody will preach that. He made him carry the thing that used to carry him. Amen? He had to pick that thing up. Jesus, why do I, I don't want to carry this thing. I've been carrying my whole life. Praise God, when you're carrying it, somebody's going to say, why are you carrying that on the Sabbath? Because you used to carry me. Some of, you, some of y'all wear the worst ter- testimonies. Some of y'all share the worst thing about you in the first words of your testimony. And somebody said, I'm a drug addict. I'm a liar. Ain't that something? There is Jesus on the hoof, and the message wasn't even as important as what was going on in the roof. I wonder what he was preaching. Amen? But reason in the heart. Guys, listen to this. Get your heart right. Get your mind right. And get your heart right with Jesus. Amen? Because guess what? Right after that, 
Right after you get your sins under control, right after you get in your heart and your right mind, God, I, I know who you are. I know, I know I want to do the right thing. Then God's got a bigger purpose for you. He wants you to have a gospel ministry. He wants you to be a part of a gospel ministry. Everybody in here ain't got the same service. Everybody in here ain't got the same abilities. Everybody in here ain't the working part of the body is the same as others. But guess what? Every one of you are supposed to be working for the kingdom of God. Every single one of you. There's only two groups of people in here this morning, I hate to tell you. So we simplify things. Everything's simple in the Bible. There's two people. There's, two, there's one group of people going to heaven. There's one group going to hell. There's two people in the church. There's somebody serving or there's somebody who's not. Amen? You're either serving or you're not. So praise God, put yourself in that category. If you're serving this morning, you're already in a gospel ministry, you're doing something to further the kingdom of God, further the gospel, you should be my biggest fan this morning. You should be sitting here going, praise God, hallelujah. Yes, send them, sick them, get them. Amen? You should be sitting here right now, God, let this message take root because I need help. Amen? I'm weary, I'm tired, I'm, war, I'm worn out, I'm going to keep going, but praise God, I'd like to have somebody come alongside of me and just to pick up the other side of the cooler. Amen? Pick up the other side of the grill. Amen? Pick up another spatula. Put on, a, put on an apron. Amen? Pick a kid up. Amen? Ride the bus with me. If I get sleepy, they can slide over in the driver's seat. Now, I'm going to really preach to you. If you listen, we could probably already have altar call three times over because there's half of you sitting here right now going, I don't do anything. I don't do anything. I've been saved. I, what I do, I come in here and I bless me if you can. It's John, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas the son of James. These all continued in one accord and in prayer and supplication with the women. And Mary, the mother of Jesus, was with the brothers. Do y'all see that? With his brothers. Do y'all know what's happening right there in those scriptures? Do y'all have a clue what's going on right there? You're in the upper room. Jesus has been crucified, been resurrected, and He's going up to heaven. And what did He tell them to do? Go and pray, and you will receive the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. You've had God with you, but now you're going to get God in you. Amen? They're all in the upper room praying in one mind, one accord. You ever want to do great things in the, in the kingdom of God? Get one mind, one accord and pray. Pray towards God. There they are praying. Every one of them in there going, man, I don't know what it's like going to be to have, to have God in us. We know what God's like with us, but I don't know what it's going to be like in us. And Mary goes, I do. I do. This is going to be the ride of your life. It's going to scare you to death, take you places you didn't think you was going to go, have you do things that you didn't think you was going to do. But praise God. You're going to love it. I can't hear what I love about this. I didn't think about this in the first two services when I preached this. I think Mary is thinking like I do a lot of times. I started out in ministry. I've been in it a few years. Praise God. This is her 33rd year. I I believe she's sitting there going, I can't wait to see what God's going to do next. Amen? God, if you'll ever get to serving God and sold out to God, it won't be this life where you're sitting there just like milk toast life. It's going to be one of these lives where He takes you to another level and another level and another level. And you're sitting there going, I bet Mary's going, man, I've carried Jesus in my womb. I ran from uh, everybody in their life just to keep Him alive. Then we got Him up to an age. Then I had to watch Him die on the cross. Then I got to see Him come back to life. Do y'all ever shout? Could you imagine the pain that Mary had to watch? 
that you were came to this earth to be my son, I knew that I was going to have to have this day. It's a hard, there's going to be hard days in ministry. But then guess what else happened? Three days later, she mourned, she grieved, she wept. But then she shouted to glory. Because early one morning, they walked down to the tomb, and guess who wasn't there? That boy Jesus. Now here she is waiting in the upper room. What? Come on, Lord. You ain't ever going to reach a place in ministry where you're done. You ain't going to ever reach a place in ministry where you can't be used in some capacity. Come on, Lord, whatever's next. I hope it's this prayer ministry. I hope it's a shouting ministry. I hope it's a running. Praise God, I've done enough. All this other stuff. Let me do some other stuff. You got it? Luke chapter 1. Let's turn over there, verse 26. Luke 1, 26. Now in the sixth month of the angel, Gabriel was sent by God to a city called, uh, called the city of Na- Galilee named Nazareth. I, I brutalized that ever service. To a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph on the house of David, of the house of David, the virgin's name was Mary. Six month of what? Six month of Elizabeth being uh, with child. Elizabeth and uh, Zacharias had a child conceived in her old age. And then all of a sudden, here comes Mary. He's the forerunner of Christ. And now you're all of a sudden, Mary's about to get her child, her miracle baby. So all of a sudden, the angel comes at about six months. So there's somebody else doing what, uh, doing miracle work, carrying Jesus, got a gospel ministry. And here's, here's Mary right behind them. And the angel comes to her and, and, and says, what's this right here? To a virgin betrothed to the man whose name was Joseph, to the house of David, verse 28, and having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you, blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at this saying, and considered what manner of they ascend and descend with prayers and answers to prayers. Amen? That, that angel was speaking for God. This is how God sees you. Let me tell you this this morning. If you're born again and saved and you're looking for the God's will in your life, guess what? He sees you as highly favored too. He says you're blessed as well. He's ready to use you too. Amen? I love that, what he says. But when, he, when she saw him, she was troubled at the saying, and considered what manner of greeting this was. I don't understand what's going on. Every ministry is the same. Every gospel ministry is the same. When you first get it given to you, you don't understand it. You don't even think that's the right thing because it's not your strength. It's not where you think it's going to be. It's somewhere opposite. God never, He never comes to your strength. He always comes to your weakness. He always sends you to things that you usually say, I'll never do. I love, I love hearing young preachers now come to me and say, well, I'll do this, but I ain't never going to do that. I'm like, well, sign up for that other thing. You're going to hit it every time. Can I give you a prime example of that? When I first got into ministry, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm going to kind of be transparent here and tell you who I am. When I first came into ministry, you know what I wanted to do? Preach. Preach to who? Everybody. Everybody. But when I first started preaching, you know what they'd always try to do? Let's try to get him in a youth meeting, youth pastor, youth, youth, youth. Every time. I'm like, it, it irked me. If you're a youth pastor here, don't get mad at me. I ain't mad at you. We ain't rivals. We ain't going to have to fight or nothing. I'm just telling you. That's who I was, not you. I was like, no, no, I want to preach to everybody. I want to preach to adults, senior adults, youth. I don't, you put them in front of me, I'm going to preach them, right? 
That's, what, that's my heart. I'm going to go everywhere. I'm gonna, I want to preach. And my main thing, let me preach to some dudes, man. Some roughneck dudes. That's who I am. Let me have them. Amen? If you, nobody else wants them, that's who I want. I told God, I said, I don't want to be no youth pastor. I don't want to do youth stuff. I want, I want to do the real deal stuff. Then I come to find out, oh, that's real deal stuff. So anyway... My buddy, Chaplain Wesley, he calls me one day and says, Man, I've got an opening. Will you come preach with me? And I told God this a long time ago. If I got a calendar and my wife ain't got me doing something with her, I had to throw that. That's a stipulation added after five years of ministry. That wasn't in there in the first five years. I will go, period. I will go, period. My old chapel West comes, hey, I got to open up. Will you come down here and preach with me? And he never, he's always, he's got a recovery center, like a hundred and something men in that program. I'm like, yeah, buddy. I held out on them. These, they come out there in these pumpkin suits, orange suits, 11, 12, 13, 14 year old hard heads. I mean, it's hard to look tough when you're 10. You know what I mean? I mean, 10-year-old just mean-mugging me. And sits down. I'm like, I don't want to be here. I don't like this. I, I love kids. I just don't want to minister to them all the time. So I preached. I preached the great white throne judgment. I did. <laughs> great white throne judgment. I said, this will get me kicked out of here. I will never have to worry about coming back. I preached hell hot. Got done. They walked out of there. I got out to my car. I was about to my car. I said, Chapman, what's it? Please don't ask me to come back here ever again. I mean, I didn't talk to him. I talked to this man every day of my life up to that point. I got over and get in my car and he goes, Hey, Brother Kevin, that was awesome. Could you come back next Thursday? I wanted to say it. I wanted to say, God, I'll look at my calendar. I knew my calendar, what it was for next Thursday. It was empty. I said, uh, by that time this car whips around, pulls alongside right in front of me. There's a woman sitting there who's got real thick mascara and it's running down both sides of her face. I went, hey, sis, what's going on? She said, I was sitting in the back. I'm one of the people who work here. And I was sitting in the back and I have to watch over the cameras while you're preaching. And she said, every message, every word you said spoke to me and I got saved back there on the camera and she... She said, you changed my whole life. She goes, I hope you come back here. These kids need this. They don't need somebody to come in here and give them popcorn and candy and, and have a good time. They need Jesus, and you gave us Jesus. And She goes, I want you to know this. You might not have touched any of them kids. You touched me. I got saved. I said, well, praise God, sis. I still didn't want to come back. I'm just going to be real with you. And I told God, I said, God, I don't want to do this. I really don't like this. It's not my strength. It's not where I'm at. Guess what happens? About a month later, I was walking there at Providence. This is the same place Chapman Wesley's from. And a letter comes. That, that, little, that little mean mugging boy, the 10-year-old, he had to, he, it wasn't his fault. What he was doing is he was trying to act hard where all the other kids wouldn't pick on him. Now that I look back on it, he was just trying to put on a front. Don't we do the same? I mean, we do that in church, don't we? Some of y'all come in here looking, I'm fine. And you ain't. You don't want everybody to know you're a wreck. Because they'll think you're weak. 
But when you get weak, you get healed. His mom and them wrote him a letter, wrote me a letter. God, I'm way off the rails of the message. She wrote me a letter. She said, my son was in the YDC. He's 10 years old. And he said, and said his name. And I said, oh, yeah, I remember him. He ain't been the same since. He said he couldn't let on, but he got saved during that service, and he's not been the same boy since. We ain't had a problem out of him. I thought I was preaching a message to get rid of me. I was preaching a message to get rid of the devil and some of them kids. God's so funny. You know what he did right after that? He put me in a boy's home for about three years. <laughs> me and my wife run a boy's home for three and a half years. I, if you don't know this, the average age of the boys in my home for, were from 12 to 17. Tell God you ain't going to do something. He'll laugh you right off the face of this planet. And you know what made, you know what made my ministry up to this point, to that point? Is raising them boys in that boy's home because you know what I found out about young kids, young boys? They grow up. The same problems they had then, they have now. Amen? So everything I dealt with in, the, in that boy's home, I deal with now on a regular basis, and it all is rooted from where they, were, where they were raised at. Amen? You're going to be hated. You're going to be rejected. You're going to be laughed at. You're going to be criticized. Praise God. That ain't you. Praise God. You do what God tells you to do. Live without fear in ministry. Do it. Amen? Do the things God tells you to do. Even if it's totally different than any other ministry around. I was thinking about this on the ride over here. Do you know that the New Testament church starts right here and it's only started with four people in Jesus? Nobody else had carried Jesus. So guess what? Mary had that baby in there. It's the first person to be carrying, being a virgin, being, carrying Jesus. And somebody will say, well, we ain't never done that before. That ain't, that ain't normal. I know, but it's still Jesus. So don't be afraid if you're ministering, God touches you and tells you to do it a different way. Let's go a little further. Verse 31. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and you call his name Jesus. He says those things that are not as though they are. Verse 32. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord will give him the throne of his father David. Verse 33. He will reign over the house of Jacob Forever in his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be since I do not know a man? All she's saying is, I ain't never tried it. Some of y'all need to say that. God, I've never done this. I've never done ministry. I've never been involved really. I've never got out there by faith and lived. You know what? He said, I, 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 I've, I've never tried this. I've never tried it and I've never done it. Zacchaeus, Zacharias got in trouble because he said, I've tried to have a kid and I can't. Some of y'all, here's what it sounds like. I've tried to go to church. I've tried to sing. I've tried to preach. I've, you tried to do it without Jesus. You tried to do it without God's blessing. Therefore also the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Okay. Got it. <laughs> Crazy God told, tells her, I'm gonna, then you're going to get the Son inside of you. And he still don't have a clue what's going on. It's okay. Praise God, you'll be in me doing things. I remember when I first got into it and I started doing some things. Some things. I said, yeah, I would love to get in a full-time doing now. So I preach on Monday, preach at the jail. Then I go over to this, uh, feed people on Wednesday. Thursday, I go in the morning and preach to men in recovery. This out overcomers and outreachers meeting. And then I preach at my own church on Sunday. And one day, golly, one day, I'd love to have ministry. And if you get any more full-time, you ain't going to have... I'm like, oh, now that you think about it, I am. Now that you think about it, I am doing some stuff, man. 
God spoke and said, these things you're going to be doing. She goes, all right. When he says it, you don't even know what you're doing. After a while, you've been walking in it. Man, I've been doing some things. But you won't be doing lying, cheating, using drugs, getting back into your old sin. Ain't that amazing? That was, I told the day, somebody asked me, said, I saved from turn. Here it is. What? Right now, in my hometown, in my state, I couldn't take you to a place of trouble. We'd have to go. I'm serious. We'd have to look it up. Where I'm Friday night after 12. Amen? Because all I could take you to is a town. I couldn't take you to a bar, a place. I'd have to go, oh no. Amen? Y'all, I understand you're not saying nothing right to me. You should go, pretty good, pretty good. That's amazing. For me, that's amazing. I don't know how to get in trouble. Because I spent most of my time trying to go out of trouble and minister to people that, praise God, my trouble disappeared. That's good preaching. Before then Mary said to the angel, How can this be? The angel answered in verse 33, and now in verse 36. That's where we're at. Now, Elizabeth, your relative, received a son in her old age, old age, her who is called barren, who is called barren, for with God nothing will be impossible. He didn't, he didn't uh, go up there with your cousin, go up there with Elizabeth. He just mentioned it. Your cousin, Elizabeth, she's got going on too. Herman's a little bit ahead of your miracle. He's the forerunner of Christ. That might be an idea. That might be a place for you to go get rooted and grounded. That might be a place if you've got people going on on the inside of you next to somebody that's already been doing the miracle. Amen? Somebody that's already been serving a while. Why don't you get away from your relatives and all those neighbors you got in Nazareth or your cousin where she's already started? Amen? And nothing's going God. Make that a life verse. When the, you can't do it, say, God told me to do it. Impossible with God. Verse 38. Hold the maidservant of the Lord. Let it according to thy word. And the angel departed from it. All in. I'm all in with you, buddy. We're going with God. Verse 39. In those days, and went into the hill country, city of Judah, and entered into the house of Zechariah, and greeted Elizabeth. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, that the baby boom, and Elizabeth was filled with the host. It's, my, it's a favorite fear for me. Praise God when they got up there. You know, Ellie? You know who that is? John the Baptist. Baptist. He's in his element. Element. He's in the water. Amen? That's where he's, he's in the water, in there. He's water. He's in there in the belly. He's in there laying there. Somebody starts making some greetings to the house. Hey, Zach. Hey, Elizabeth. And all. See, all he's supposed to do is point out who the Savior is. That's job. He's a forerunner. All he's supposed to when he sees Jesus, he's supposed to be that's him. So he said, "Water." You got a picture of this. There's Mary, with face to face, and their bellies are there. John the Baptist is saying, The King is here! He's right there! He's here! Praise God! Isn't that amazing? Feel the Spirit, He's pointing to the other belly. In 30 years, 33 years from now, you know where they're going to be? Stan River. <laughs> Back in the water again. I think I know you. I think I know you. Standing in fluid again. Representing the kingdom of God. Ain't that amazing? There it is. And all of a sudden, Mary gets filled with Elizabeth gets filled with the Holy Spirit. Watch this right here. Thy maidservant. No. And it happened when Elizabeth's greeting Mary, verse 30, 42. Then she spoke a loud voice. This is Elizabeth speaking. Then she voice and said, Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb. That's a whole lot better than it. That sounds a whole lot better. You did something wrong. That sounds a whole lot better than you're a liar. That's totally out, out of the will of God. God. Blessed is the womb. But why is it then to me 
the mother of my Lord should come to me. What'd she just say? God. She's affirming her biggest way possible. Not only do you have a child that's of God, it's God Himself. She's affirming everything God has said in her life. Amen. Get around people that will affirm you and affirm the ministry instead of getting around people that will call you you're crazy, you're nuts, you're wrong. Amen. Get around people who will say, you were made to do this, you were blessed. In verse 44, for in the voice of your greeting sounded in the ear, they leaped in the womb for joy. Man, that was in there. He's ready to go. Months. Blessed is she, for there shall be a fulfillment of things the Lord that were told the Lord. Everything God tells you and everything God tells you by His Spirit, amen, will come to pass. If God starts you in the ministry, finish you in the ministry. You go all the way down to 46 through 55, you'll find out why Mary got picked by God. Everything she did is in all Scripture. She loved God. She had a heart after God. He says, here is where I will end. Mary remained with her about three months and returned to her house. Six months pregnant when she arrives. She's nine months pregnant when she or she's birth, she's already birthed John. Goes from one month pregnant to three. She's rooted and she's in understanding what God's doing. Her and Elizabeth. When Elizabeth gives birth or is about to give John the Baptist, she goes, Amen. She goes like this. I have to separate and I have to go about my ministry. I have to go about my ministry too. I have to go back down to my family, my friends, around my neighbors. I have to take the heat for what's going to happen. Joseph. But I'm going to do that because I got started by Jesus and then I got another person who's doing the things to do. But then when she walked down into the town, she's ready God for the rest of her life. Amen. Guys, I'm not here. I, I wish I could. I'm going to preach an evangelistic message. I came here and get you all charged up, ghost bumps, everybody fired up, and stuff like that. But this is the greatest call of generation. This is the greatest for what's going on in our world today. We don't need another service where we talk about doing stuff call it like this. We don't need another pepper where we never go. We don't need to come in here and see. And we're going to tackle the enemy. And we're going to. Re- what we need to do is say, we're, we're about to start walking. We're about to start walking. We're, we're, we're tired of telling what to do as the church. We're just going to do it. Amen? I want you to know this. God doesn't pews and hear messages the rest of your life. Hear messages the rest of your life. He wants some of them out. I want you to say this prayer. Did y'all stand as they come on? Here's a simple prayer. We've been at both campuses this morning. I know just told me that y'all been on this kind of line for a while. I want you to hear this. Here's, the, here's a simple prayer. You can pray as here. Him, God, and me. Him, God, me. I'm most talented. I'm not the most equipped. This or that. But praise God, I'm available. And I am willing. I am available. I am willing. In this church, you're serving. You're doing it. You're in every angle and every way you can possibly do that. Come up here and you ask God for more help in the field or stray on. That next year, you need to come up here and say, God, I'm sick and tired of sitting on the line. Tired of going through this. Here I am, God. Send and use me. Come on. As they say. All to Jesus I surrender. All to Him I have freely I will ever love and trust in His presence. Daily, I, I never come.
Maybe you're here. That's what we all say when the Lord should been there. At this at the other service, and I understand things at one service and don't the other, but you think a little deeper and it may have some. She went back to her hometown at three months. When's that pregnancy start to show? Up there with somebody that's farther down the road, and she's been grounded and rooted. She's not married, and the first. So you've been gone, and many of you've heard the story this morning. She. And they seen that little bump, and it all wrong. Four of the messages has been on servant. We've hit a place with that. If there ain't some Marys, come on. You're looking at a. You're looking at what we're going to ever be. But Marys are just coming along to mentor. And, and, and ministry is a. And, and I want to pastor you preach three services. He said, "Man, I probably won't. you won't." And you see this cross right here. And I don't know what. That, and if you know any, when I left. The, Preaching and sometimes multiple times. And when I pull, God, Thursday's over. You know what I was saying? There ain't no. Thank God. So, man, tonight, no preparing tonight. Our men's retreat. And, man, I just had some preacher's golf. Man, I got moving some cows around. That's, that's, that's. And mess around and get a piece of fiberglass in his face. Golf course, I go. I go to the pastor. He said, "He said you you're gonna stay at four o'clock. At four o'clock, he found me out in the. And I get down there and about the men's retreat. Man, how delighted on Friday night football night. Evan eat with Ep Ep's church member and, and, and got visit with some people. And so we go in there service and man, I, I just tickled. There's there's almost eighty guys. Man, there's just something about men praising. Something about men praising God, isn't there? Man, I'm thinking, I hear old Kevin, man, I'm I'm on down and I'm just gonna get to take it in like a gonna get to take it in like a sponge. And, and they sang about David says, and this is the last song, and Kev come. And, man, I got right in front of the pulpit, I, I'm right in front, and I got my head bowed and I'm just saying, Man, it's gonna be good. And I got my head bowed and there's a big hand on me and I think, man, something for me because I'm a weary preacher and I've preached out and I'm having a party here and boy, somebody's just going to hands on me and pray for their pastor and they lay their hand and I look up and it's Kevin. Kevin. Right in front of me. He hands me the mic and he says, I've got a headache and I can't even get my thoughts together to preach. There's a half a song. Man, you've had this headache for a bit at the beginning of the song, sir. Middle of the last song. Look at his eyes. He had a migraine. And Mike, he said, you got to preach. I'm going to tell you what happened. This song, so that, that from half to three quarters. I'm thinking, I'm preaching on, I've been to 19 services, the lack of what's going on, there ain't no, and man, Proverbs 11, he who wins souls is wise, and I'm down here, and Southeast needs to be made up, guys, I'm going to preach on soul winning. Man, I got my outline, there's going to be a cry from within, the Holy Spirit in your heart, that means go see him.
when there's going to be a crowd asking the same question the Philippian jailers asking the Philippian jailers asking sir would to be saved there's so many lies out there an outward call for us to give them the truth nothing but truth now this is running how fast this run. there's a crime Paul never got to tell his story but I get to tell it Delbert deathbed keep on keeping on I believe they're up there in heaven they're encouraging and I was going to close from below because there's a rich man and he would send Lazarus to who? His father's house. Got there's man, th- that thing would preach. And sort of a song, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking about them points and them verses. And that had to be pretty fast. It's half a song. That was my heart. I want you to listen, listen to what I'm fixing to say. That was my. But the last quarter of that song, sing me. He was singing. Took there at Dave, and I thought. Dave's heart's this ministry. He's the one that come up with these crosses, out with these nails. His heart's the one that man. This ain't about me. Let me tell you something about ministry. I learned it. Sometimes you got to get your heart off to the side. Order of a song to say, okay, that's my heart. But the guy's ministry, that's not his. And here's what I'm going to tell you something about ministry. Sometimes you got to get in their shoes. I had a I said, God put me in Dave's shoes. Give me Dave's for these crosses and for these nails. I said, Shh. And I'm in a little. <laughs> I know you all have to wait upon the Lord. We'll mount up with wingles. Lord, I mean, take off. I mean, take off. I mean, take off time. I mean, take off time. I mean, take off time. I mean, take off time is. Take off time is. Take off time is coming. 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 I need 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 those time is coming. I need those time is coming. I need those when time is coming. I need those wings 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 coming. I need those wings. 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 Those wings. Those wings. 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 But you know, 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 the Lord, 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 immediately, but you know, the Lord, immediately, but you know, the Lord, immediately, 
But you know the Lord immediately. 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 You know the Lord immediately. Know the Lord immediately. Know the Lord immediately. The Lord immediately. The Lord immediately. The Lord immediately. Lord immediately. Lord immediately. 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 As I, as I, as I sit, as I sit my, as I sit my, as I sit my, as I sit my heart, 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 as I sit my heart. As I set my heart aside, as I set my heart aside, I set my heart aside, set my heart aside, set my heart aside, my heart aside, my heart aside, heart aside, heart aside, heart aside, heart aside, 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 aside. Took my, took my, took my shoe, took my shoe, took my shoes, took my shoes off, 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 took my shoes off. Took my shoes off, my shoes off, my shoes off, my shoes off, shoes off, shoes off, shoes off, off, off,
begin to begin to begin to remind begin to remind begin to remind begin to remind me begin to remind me of begin to remind me of begin to remind me of Dave begin to remind me of Dave begin to remind me of Dave's begin to remind me of Dave's heart 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 who begin to remind me of Dave's heart who was leading this ministry and immediately got me in Dave's shoes if you're going to be a minister beware of your own heart not there's something wrong with something that's heavy on your heart but sometimes you got to set it aside and get the heart of the people you're ministering to and all God's people ought to be saying I was afraid. And I preach that message, and I'm going to close. You guys don't, you, you got two, and you're standing up, and, and boy, you look good. And I've been a big part of these where they nail sins. I've been on several services. And I knew this was Dave's heart, and I knew this was to change the message. This ain't normal nails. It's concrete nails. We didn't drive them in with normal hammers. They drove them in with small sledgehammers. And when I preached that message and we looked into God's mirror and sins were to be brought to nail to the cross, I stepped up on that stage. There was four hammers, almost 80 men. The sound of these getting nailed to the cross was different than I'd ever heard in a, in a, in a, in a service like this. Sometimes we have little hammers and little nails but there was something about those big hammers and these hard-to-drive nails that just reminded me how tough sin is for us, not for Jesus, because it's been nailed to the cross. And I knew there was lust, and I knew there was anger, and I knew there was bitterness, and I knew there was pornography. I knew all that stuff. And I knew that was, that was Dave's heart, and that was men's heart. I was watching it. But as I stood on that stage, all of a sudden, God says... And you know, put your heart back in it now. And I just simply said, after many had nailed those kind of things to the cross, you know, back to that soul winning, because I'd shared with them what I would preach if it was me. What's the biggest reason we don't win souls? Fear. But Mary was afraid. I said, so I'm not sure what all's been nailed to the cross, but here's one thing I know that needs to be nailed to the cross. Fear. And there was another circle and some more. So today, let me tell you, you've been challenged, not by Kevin, by thus saith the word of God. And you better nail fear to the cross. Because I want you to think about Elizabeth headed back down there to Nazareth with her belly. You think it was scary when Jesus showed up? It's now scarier because me and Jesus good. He didn't do nothing but bless her, encourage her. That's what he was doing. But she's fixing to get the opposite of that. Isn't she? When Jesus showed up, blessed are you, highly favored among women. This is how it's going to be. Look here. 
You with me? And that was still scary. But Mary was afraid. But three months later, how much scary, how much more scary, when you English teachers meet with me after. I don't even know how to say it. I'm just telling it. She was she had to have some fear when she's headed back home to face Joseph, to face her family, to face her peers. And here's this woman that's in tune and in touch with God, but they're going to think she's done it all wrong. If you're here today, you've been challenged to be a tool in the hands of Almighty God. And for you to do it, fear's got to be put aside. It's got to be nailed to the cross. And here's, here's what I hope you'll come back tonight. When we nailed these to the cross, this, this is for tonight. Now you better get here early because usually we have a way bigger crowd on Sunday nights than we do Sunday morning. Standing room only on Sunday nights. So get here early. When I was watching them on that stage, when we nail our sins to the cross, you want me to tell you what that is? Symbolic. Motivational. And all the men went back to their seats, and it, it just occurred to me. That's symbolic. And a lot of men has nailed the same things to another cross at another service. Any of you men down there that nailed something to the cross, have you already nailed something at another service like that? I'm sure you have. Have some of you folks nailed? You've been to a service. How many of you have been to a service where they had nails and you nailed something in your life? Men, you've done it. Now, a lot of you don't raise your hand, but you have because you don't think you'd participate. That's for other people. That was for you, but you missed it. But I'm going to give you a chance to participate again. How many of you have picked that sin right back up? Get them up there high. Because it, cause it's symbolic. So we called the men back to the altars and said, now we've done something symbolic. Now we're going to do something where there's power. We're going to pray. We're going to pray for one another that what you nailed to the cross stays to the cross. See, we nail them to the cross, but we don't do the things that's, that, that helps us to have the power to do it. And it's the first time I've ever seen it in a service. You ready? 100%, almost 80 men in the altar. On that stage, there was not an empty seat. Because they was in there, they'd done something symbolic, but now they're doing something that's got some power. We're praying for one another. Would you come back tonight? Because it's prayer service. What you hear in these services, what we come back and do on Sunday nights, is we get the power to do what we've been challenged to do on a Sunday morning. Or are you going to do this this morning? Are you going to leave having looked in the mirror and immediately forget what kind of man you was? Sounds biblical, don't it? You come on Sunday mornings, you're convicted because you've looked in the mirror, God's mirror, His Word, and you've been convicted. But the problem is, you heard the Word. You leave here and you immediately forget that conviction. And what kind of a sorry servant for the Lord Jesus you've been. Won't you come back tonight? Let's pray. And let's quit having our locker room rallies without getting on the field. And all God's people ought to be saying amen and amen.